to back. another episode. Hey guys, Bean. welcome back. Bean Ballers. Bean Ballers? 14? 14. Jesus. We're back. 14. We're back. 14. We're, uh, what can 14 year olds do? 14 year olds? Can you, uh, how, what can you do once you're, like, isn't that when you're, you could play rated T for teen games? Yeah, we can, uh, this podcast can now play T for teen games. Yeah. Um, can get we can get our workers permit to start uh, working at a younger age at 14 i think so Gross. right or is that 15 i don't know i i mean i started Whatever, working i worked at like two so it's fine yeah i was started working when i was 15 so yeah i didn't have no permit oh wow were you under the table no i got oh you got the permit i, I didn't have the permit but i was working underage and they paid me i don't know how it works but Wait, the money came in your hands you, Dude, you know, buy all the whatever you bought when you were 15 probably just pizza and like slurpees nice i mean that's what i spend my money on now so i mean so it's like nothing's changed yeah. really it's a very special episode this week very well special episode it's your barf day tomorrow this is my birthday tomorrow this episode probably will come out a couple days after the fact yeah it, it depends on the day of august 3rd yeah. The day of it's happening. We're recording on the second. Yeah. We're having a party. Right so before, Yeah, we're having a freaking party right after this recording. Yeah, what I'm gonna do is we're gonna finish recording and then whenever I get tired of it, I'm just gonna come upstairs and edit the podcast. Ooh, that's fun. Like, like this what you're doing. I'm like, Shut up. What if we podcast? Maybe we should just have all the guests one at a time have to come up and they have to edit like five minutes of the podcast and see what they see what they what yeah. their twists are. Yeah, see what kind of sick twisted humor they can put I mean, on. A couple it. people who are coming are musicians, so they might freaking throw some fun pizzazz yeah. on it. We're gonna have various like trombone, uh, trombone interludes, interludes, and, and like yeah, just like remixing it. Well, happy birthday! I. I still haven't brought you your Slipknot T-shirt. Oh, that's okay. I meant to do it. That's okay because I, I have one. I just wanted two because I yeah. wanted to have one to sleep in and one to have as a crop top. The thing is, I also like saw it the other day and I didn't do my laundry. I'm like, I'm wearing that Slipknot T-shirt. Damn. So I'm gonna have to okay. go buy you another one. I no, should have shown up well, wearing well, it. We could have well, matched. Well used. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, Joy Jordison, the member, the drummer of Slipknot, passed away recently. R.I.P. Damn. So, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like last Damn. week. I remember when the bass player died i was like 2012 or something like that i was big into slipknot back then oh, yeah. like you are when you're like a middle schooler slash freshman in high school yeah and i remember i think it was like one of the bass players died and i was pretty heartbroken about it yeah. actually i mean they're all very talented good iowan boys you know it's quite yeah. a shame i do remember we were listening to slipknot at work as one does we had to wait till we close cause otherwise we get in trouble because yeah. apparently come on you guests, guests hate that. We don't even like SM. We should be able to play like yeah, like what's the waste all day. But if they can hear like barely right through the door, then it's just like they're just gonna be get more hungry. They're like Oof. yeah. But Slipknot is back at it again, though. I think they have released a couple songs and whatever. They Joey had, Jordanson. Yeah, they had an album like 2019 that was actually pretty good. I know. I listened to one like because like they stopped making albums. I think like whenever it was when the bass player died, because then they kind of broke up for a little bit. Corey Taylor did a solo project. Yeah. Um. Sh- not shine down what the fuck what, whatever stone sour stone sour which it was all right no but i disagree um, <laughs> that's okay that'll be the closing song will be the stone sour song yeah yeah we'll um, do that no but they broke up for a while i re- then i remember though because my dad's big into them still is my dad's a big metal head and um i remember that they dropped like the latest album like after they decided to do like a reunion tour or whatever they dropped an album and i was like this is actually kind of st- Fire, yeah, so. I can't remember what it was called, the 2019 record, but we listened to it the other day, and while we were working, I'm like, this is really good. Um, We Are Not Your Kind is our newest record. Check that one out, Check folks. Out we Are Not Your Kind by Slipknot. Yeah, but it's uh, 
Yeah, I do remember, like, it was a weird thing, because they've been around for so long, like, my coworker who's, like, 10 years older than me is, like, man, this really, really brings back, like, middle school memories listening to Slipknot, and I'm like, me too. <laughs> me too. You know, they really span generations. Much like, uh, have you seen, speaking of metal of that area, have you seen our friend Fred Durst recently? He's been doing, like, free shows, right? Like, yeah. They're on tour. I'm, I kind of want to go to New Hampshire in two weeks to see Limp Bizkit. Fuck, that'd be good, so, right? Yeah. I heard uh, a certain restaurant in Portland that might has like half their staff is leaving, so they might be just closed that day because they're going to the Limp oh Biscuit show. That's awesome. But have you seen like his new look? No. Um, Let me look this up. Let me yeah. Listen. If you just Google Fred Durst right now, you'll get some real good pics of him. Fred Durst, 2021. We encourage you folks at home to do this as well. Yeah, link in description. I'll just have a photo of Fred. Uh, he's looking. He's got like real nice dad look going. He's with... looking good. Why? He's looking crazy. I'm. My brain's having a hard time. Like here he is with like the Processing. like the Hunter yeah, S. Thompson glasses. Yeah, that picture. Yeah, like he did, they played glasses. at Lollapalooza of all places in 2021. His, his handlebar. Yeah, he's, it's really he's strong. Really changed it up. Yeah, I like it, he has his hair grown out. Yeah, I like how he's 50 and he's singing like my generation still. That's Th- that rocks. That. Like that's sick. Like yeah. Hey, t- like stay in your lane. I hate mm-hmm. when people try to do something new. Oh no, God. but like Limp Bizkit did not do anything new. And every time I'm like, yeah, it, it kicks ass. That's, like, that's what's good. Like, if they tried to do something new, then it would suck shit. Yeah, like, wasn't... I mean, no offense. I think it was either Korn or Slipknot did, like, a dubstep album at one point. Yeah, I know Korn definitely I think it was Korn, yeah. I feel like Slipknot, like... Slipknot kind of lends itself... Like, I don't know if they did or... They probably didn't, but I think they kind of lend their style to be more... Yeah. Where they could, like, like splash that stuff in, but it's, like... Because they just are kind of very experimental. Like, they have, like... I think... Don't they have, like, a guy in the band who just, like, slams on a trash can or something? No, no, no. He has a baseball bat and a beer keg. Oh, of course, of course. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, yeah, they kind of lend themselves to be more, like, weird and experimental. But, like, Korn is just, like, hey, stay in your lane. Yeah, you're a new metal band. Like... Like... don't try to, like, freaking think outside the box. Yeah. They had a good new album, too. But, like, it's so cool that, like, they got a major label. Like, me and eight of my friends are going to be in a band together, and we all wear jumpsuits and masks. One guy just bangs on a fucking That's keg. Fucking tight. Yeah. I did go to um a bar the other day, and there was a jukebox. Nice. And I was, like, looking at the songs in it, and I was saying out someone, and then they were like, I'll put corn song on. I was, like, looking at it. And I didn't put corn on because I like I I I opted to go for Paradise City. Nice because I was like roses. that's fucking hilarious. Because I got too embarrassed to put corn on because like obviously everyone knows like when the music immediately changes. Yeah. Like they know that you're the one who did it, so I put on that because I was like whatever. Yeah. But then though, I was looking at it, I was looking at corn, and then I was like looking at the corn and Skrillex song, and I was like fuck, no. I just put that on. But then I was just like, like right before I put my money in the machine, I was just like. No, like this fear washed yeah. over me. Corn is like a deeply less embarrassing band than Guns N' Roses, in my opinion, though. I'd say, yeah. Yeah. That did, it does remind me that I was. I mean, I've been listening to way too much new metal lately. The only, like. I've I, listened, yeah, I've listened to less of it since I've stopped working with you. Yeah, I know. I haven't in a while, but then, yeah, with the Slipknot thing happened, then, like, I don't know. Fred Durst in the news. I just think it's coming back. That's my hot. It's like. It's. Legit though, it's coming back. Like, cause I mean, like, you know the rapper like Denzel Curry. Yes. He did a cover of like "Killing in the Name" by Rage Against the Machine. It's very good. Oh, by the way, they're a new metal band. Don't let anyone fool you. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, but like, I don't know. I think like, and like a lot of like rappers and like SoundCloud people like have reference like, yeah, I really like like are into that music and like, cause like that's the shit they listen to as a kid. 
Right, yeah. But, like, it's really weird, and I'm really excited for, like, what a modern Lip Biscuit type band will look like. I know. Like, what's it? Like, New Metal's coming back. It's back in a big way. I can't wait. It's back in a big way. Yeah. In the same sense, I did. Yeah, I told you earlier, I watched that Woodstock 1999 documentary. Yeah, tell me about it. Whoo, PU. It's a stinker. PU, stinker. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing. Well, it's made by Bill Simmons, who's like a sports producer. Like, he made like the 30 for 30 ESPN documentaries and like. He's a he's very good at finding talent, and he's a complete like idiotic Boston piece of shit. He looks like it. Yeah, but like he hires really good writers for his website and stuff. But like this documentary is really weird in that like it posits the idea that like the new metal sound and every band of that era is like responsible for the white male rage that leads to the January sixth like insurrection and like the alt right at large. Whoa! Like that is a hot take. Yeah, and absolutely insane thing, and like. It's definitely there's like you know this is like something that exists and like they take like the very there's like one line where they're like some writer they interview is like no that's just like something that's always existed due to like American capital like but the rest of it is just like somber piano over like silent shots of like Jonathan Davis crying on stage or whatever like Fred Durst like yeah. was like, crowd surfing on a piece of plywood and they're just like it's very sad and then it's like cuts to like Proud Boys marching and shit I'm like are you fucking kidding that's insane. me insane. Um, yeah, in case everyone, uh, in case you didn't know, Fred Durst is responsible for neo-Nazis and yeah. white supremacists actually yeah. in this country. Yeah, break stuff is a uh, right-wing uh, that's anthem. Totally for Nazis. Yeah, that's really a shame. It's but, really a shame. Yeah, there was some cool things like they interviewed like the Woodstock promoters, and I think this is probably true of most music promoters. Like if you just like interview them for like thirty seconds, they'll just like show how much of a piece of shit they are. There's like that's yeah, that makes sense. Um. They asked, like, what their opinion on, like, how, like, hundreds of people were sexually assaulted at Woodstock 99. They're like, well, they weren't wearing uh, shirts. So, you know, I'm not saying they were asking for it, but, like, oof. Or how, like, it was 110 degrees and they charged minimum $4 for cups of water. And they were scalping it up to 20. They're like, well, you know, that's, like, not that high if you really think about it. And, you know... If you really think about how badly you want to drink some water and you're fucking dehydrated never, and scorching... Never like, mind, like, it's yeah. It's actually not that bad. Triple digits, and, like, this one was, like, on a... They moved it from, like, a nice old, like, upstate New York field to a fucking decommissioned Air Force base. Tight. For the reason that, that it had bigger walls so they couldn't have people sneaking in for free. <laughs> so, like, there was really interesting people just showing their entire ass just by talking. And that's always fun in docs, that's but... Cool, yeah. Real stinker, but yeah. A lot of cool footage of, uh, you know, like, corn playing and, like, the entire place burning down while Red Hot Chili Peppers is playing. But it's always, it's just so funny they, like, put so much blame on, like, admittedly, like, not very good bands. Yeah, that's... You know, oh, yeah, and uh, Buck Cherry was there. They Ooh. Played, yeah. There's a great, uh, you know the DJ Moby? Yes, yes. He, he's a guy who's got, like, animal rights tattooed in his neck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I think it might be, like, vegan for life. There's, like, a lot of him just crying about, like, the white male rage there and just, like, there's, like, a shot of him when he was there, young, like, showing up, and, like, he's, like, you know, there's a big, uh, big piece of wood with all the names on it, and, uh, Moby's name isn't on there. It's, like, it's, like, I've never even heard of any of these bands. Who's Buck Cherry? <laughs> I'm just, like, they're way Let's cooler. Let's go. Who's Buck Cherry? I'm, like, how the fucking dare you? Who's Moby, bud? <laughs> God. That was, uh, that's been occupying my brain. It's been... Yeah. That and uh, listening to Steely Dan. That's the only two things I do with my day now. Those, I mean, that seems like a good way to spend your free time if you're not 
you know? Yeah. Not on the slow march to death at work and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, and you know, the good thing about the slow march to death is you get to listen to music at work. I'm just like, hey, guys, you want to listen to Gaucho? <laughs> Steely Dan's 1980 album? It's fantastic. God. Without... Um, speaking of, I guess, Fred Durst coming back in 2021, it's uh, Nature's Healing. Fred Durst is touring. Um, yeah. The Olympics, Summer yep. Olympics. Yeah. Got what? Uh, what event do you think Fred Durst would be best at in the Olympics? Oh, most definitely badminton. <laughs> I didn't even know badminton was an Olympic sport. Yeah, there's some really good ones, and I really like badminton. I've uh, only watched some tennis because it was on. And I thought that was funny mm. before I went to work, but then I was like, just like looking at that, like the list of stuff, like, and I was just like, this is real sport in the Olympics. I'm just gonna list off a few that I think are funny. I think mm. badminton's hilarious. Oh yeah canoeing <laughs> diving you better not disrespect race walking i'll be pissed let's see go down the list go down the list um diving's cool have you not watched the diving no it seems cool it makes more sense now i'm thinking of i'm thinking of like just like like deep sea diver no 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 <laughs> it's like jumping off yeah shit. like jumping off the... all right this, this one's my favorite though skateboarding oh skateboarding you know um by the way u.s got third place in skateboarding what the fuck are you Doing. I know. We're, that like, how we, do you... we failed as a country if we don't have enough fucking Southern ca- OC bros to, like, <laughs> just fucking shred. Yeah. Like, we lost at shredding. But... Granted, Japan has, like, they've yeah. been gunning for... Once they got this Olympic, they were like, yeah, we're adding skateboarding. And they've been like, I don't want to say doing some, like, Soviet Union training for on children to become very good at skateboarding. But check the Instagram. But, but yeah. there's, like, these, like, 15-year-old girls who are, like, in, like insane skateboarders. I'm like, this, how are you guys doing this? How do you do this? It's incredible. Um, and then the last one that's my favorite that I found out is, uh, trampoline. Oh, yeah. Is that part of, like, the gymnastics? It's gymnastics. And I I did watch some videos of it happening because I was just such in shock of just, like, trampolining. Yeah. Like... Do you you have to have your friends there to jump in the air to give you a double jump? Yeah, like... (laughs) That's team trampoline. But there was just people, like, jumping on trampolines and then just, like, doing flips. So it's like, I could do that. Like... Yeah, but they probably do, like, some cool ones. I mean, they were just doing, like, flips that I feel like I always see gymnastic people... Yeah. Like this, it felt it looked very all. Everyone's mad at uh, one of the gymnastic player uh, performers, right? Yes, been... on the U.S. team. Oh fuck! What is her name? Uh, Simone Biles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, everyone's mad at her for for really disgracing her country. She just like, she cause she like I saw the clip like she like could have like killed herself like the, with the way she landed, like it looked like really scary like she did like some like absolutely insane shit and like landed off and like like they I remember reading they like interviewed some of her teammates and she's like I would have snapped my ankles if I landed like that like it's like no wonder she was like yeah yeah and and I think she like said like it was very mentally taxing to be the world's greatest and like they like don't count some of her stuff because no one else could do it I heard like what yeah yeah. it's like it's just it's like a competitive balance because yeah you can't do that Olympics is yeah, but yeah, I do remember seeing a bunch of like freaks on the internet just being like, "How dare you disrespect this country by not performing?" No, it's just like, "Hey, dude, fucking you do it then." Yeah. Why don't you step up to the plate then? And it's oh, like, wait. it's like no athlete has ever like, I don't know, randomly retired for three years due to the mental stress of personal life. Like I don't know, Michael Jordan never did that and no, played no. minor league baseball for four years. No, like fucking, it never happens. No, it's like. The toll it has to take to just, like, fucking athletically exert yourself for probably, like, your, almost your whole, like, lifetime. Yeah. Like, you're, like, it's, like, I feel like it's almost very, it's, like, kind of on a similar page of being, like, 
a child star in yeah. some ways where it's just like there's a lot of strain and like stress and just like weird emotional damage that comes from just like being so young and having your life so consumed by like yeah stuff like that i want to say i'm very proud of you for not saying it's just like line cooking it's just like line cooking. i was fully ready i'm like well stop <laughs> man <laughs> you're not allowed to compare yourself to simone biles yeah, it's like sometimes when i'm just like making my fucking 98th pasta in the night I'm yeah it's like oh it's so taxing when i gotta make turkey caesar oh man i'm just it's, it's so just tight. like doing nine flips in a row in the air somehow Dude, I'm just like an Olympian. I'm like in the in the Olympic uh, fucking. If they do pasta line cooking in the Olympics, uh, call me up, U.S. team. Yeah, I got this. Oh my god. Well. All right. So you have a you have a topic. Yeah. All this talk, you know, we've been about you know, shitty music, uh, rioting, and you know, sporting events. It reminded me of uh, one particular sport history thing I wanted to share today. So, you know, I can't come empty-handed. Um. So about 20 years before people were, you know, crowd surfing on plywood and caught burning down Rome, New York. Of course, of course. In Woodstock 99, there was one night in Chicago Southside in 1979, the um, Chicago White Sox team, a very shitty Chicago White Sox are team they, in this era. What's up? I know about White Sox. Are they still kicking? Yep, are they're they still good? around. They're very good this year. Damn. They, um, they have a really shitty racist uh, manager. There's actually... Um, that always does you, does you good. Yeah, they have, like, an incredible... Well, they have, like, an extremely fun and, like, international team of young players and a uh, really shitty old manager who... Actually, coincidentally, there's a sports writer right now who is biking from New York City to Chicago because he bet that he wouldn't be hired because it's so stupid. Yeah. He's, like, some, he's like halfway there. It's great. Whoa. But, um, yeah, the Sox are really fun right now. But they were really bad in 1979. And they were last in attendance and well out of the playoff race. So... Bill Vec, the owner of the, the uh, White Sox since the 40s, had his son Mike, who was the head of promotions, they devised the perfect plan to bring in the fans. A plan that I think might just be a Nathan For You episode oh, script. Shit, they've had chili in their baseball bats and freaking... <laughs> they they <laughs> just... fucking filled baseballs full of chili and then threw it into the audience so they would explode. Oh yeah, now they would just like, be like little time bombs. Every time you hit it, if it went out of the park, it would just fucking blow yeah, up. Yeah, that's a good idea. That, that'll get them in. Yeah. It was close. It was known as Disco Demolition Night. Have you heard of... So, no, but I'm sold. You don't even... If I if I heard that somewhere... If I were down at the Sea Dog Stadium, they were having Disco Demolition Night, I, I would, like, quit my job to go <laughs> yeah. to that. I'd be like, I right, gotta I'm go. I'm walking out. Do you have any takes on disco? Are you anti-disco? I love disco. Yeah. What? Disco's cool. I think it's great. All right. I mean, at the time, this is 1979, so in Chicago and throughout the country as a whole, disco was huge, you know? Saturday Night Fever... Studio 54, Cocaine, Quaaludes, it was all coming around. So disco was the number one music of the era, especially in Chicago, which I'm sure you might know, like a lot of electronic music's based out of there. Like house music was invented in Chicago yeah, after disco yeah, died. Makes sense, yeah. Um, however, not everyone was a disco fan. Some people aren't allowed to have fun, apparently. Um, namely, good old rock and roll fans hated disco. Calling it, you know, fake, saccharine, unoriginal music compared to the sick rock and roll of, uh, you know, Poison or Guns N' Roses, you know. Dude, fucking fuck disco, fuck that gay dance shit, give me that fucking real, real... Yeah, hair metal. (laughs) Yeah, it's great because it's like, yeah, late 70s, early 80s, just like insanely shitty, unoriginal rock. Dude, fucking take me down to the Paradise City, though. Grass is green and the girls are pretty. pretty. 
Ooh, it's fucking just choice. Yeah. That's so good, actually. Yeah, a lot of people hated like, the fashion of it, or just saw that like non-white and gay people liked it and hated it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, of course, this was like the era of hair metal, so like it's the exact same people who just have different outfits hating each other. So like, it makes no sense. It's like, <laughs> it's the two Spider Mans pointing at each other meme. Yeah, that. Yeah. But <laughs> nonetheless, one of the most pissed off people in Chicago about disco was this guy named Steve Dahl. He was oh. Steve pictured here in his infamous Disco Sucks t-shirt. That's cool. He looks cool. Yeah, he looks like a cool guy. Um, I had the same haircut, too, in fucking <laughs> freshman year of high school. Yeah. Um, that's him when he was about 24. So, you know, a good time to have that haircut. It's a great time to have um, He was a shock jock radio host, and like a drive time AM host thing. Um, but when he was 24 in 1978, he was fired from his rock radio job because the station was becoming a disco station. <laughs> That's so gross. So, out of revenge, he joined the rival station, WLUP 97.9, and he began his reign of terror against Disco. Dude, um, fucking over Disco. He created a fake organization for his fans called the Insane Coho Lips. Okay, Don't, sure. Whatever, sh- whatever that, that means. Whatever that means. I have no idea what that means. Um, it was an anti-Disco army consisting of his listeners, and according to him, in 1979, the Cohos, as they were known, were locked in a war dedicated to the eradication of the dreaded musical disease known as disco. Um, in the weeks leading up to this baseball game, Dog became pretty infamous around the city and Illinois in general for various like public events of vandalism and whatnot. Um, in Linwood, Illinois, at a discotheque that switched from being a rock club in June... Dahl arrived, as well as several thousand of his coho super fans, and the cops had to come in and like break it up. And then later that same month, Dawn another th- several thousand of his fans occupied a teen disco in the suburbs, <laughs> and there was like a promotional van for some like disco station. So he urged his l- listeners to throw marshmallows at the van at like the shopping mall nearby, <laughs> and then they chased the van and the driver into a local park. And like, police had to show up and break it up before they like beat the shit out of this like regular like radio van driver. They have start with fucking all it takes is a couple marshmallows. Yeah, and that, know, that's, see where that goes. Yeah, just hating fucking Saturday Night Fever. Dude, fuck you if you like Saturday Night Fever. I'm gonna fucking throw marshmallows at you and then kick the shit out of you. Yeah. Um. Later on July 1st, a near riot broke out in Hanover Park, Illinois, when hundreds of fans couldn't enter a sold-out promotional event for the station. And fights broke out outside because they were just so fucking pissed they couldn't meet the cool radio guy. They needed 50 police officers to control the situation. Um, Like any shitty shock jock as well, one more of his biggest hits, he made a really bad parody song. Ooh. Uh, You know, because they all think they're Howard Stern. They all think they're hilarious. But but, um, he made a parody of Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? Oh, I bet it's good. Yeah, you know that one, right? Yeah, I do know that song. Great song. It's called Do You Think I'm Disco? And I've got it here for you. We'll give you a quick little piece of it. Yeah, it's... give me a quick taste. We'll probably usually close out on this, huh? Oh, we got more. But it's Yeah, we'll also put it at the end, but give What's you a little taste of it. Gold coat spoon, gold razor blade, and gold Italian 
So what do you think? Is it pretty good so far, Rat? He's it's pretty humorous. Wow. It sounds like this is weird. Al, this is fucking good. I know he thinks he's like, um. So that's a little bit of that good stuff. So yeah, you know that really was that guy with those genius lines was causing riots all over the Greater Chicagoland oh, area. I'm just like looking at pictures of him. Just like how? Though. Yeah. Like, How's he looking? I'm just like mostly just looking at the picture of the new thing guy disco. Oh yeah, well he's like got like glasses in front of a dog and a yeah, like, helmet on. It's really cool. Um he's a cool guy. So that's the guy the White Sox were like, We need you to help us bring fans into the state into the stadium. Um and this is like something the White Sox kinda did for a long time for like they've been pretty bad from this era for like kinda being like the smaller team in Chicago, even though the Cubs also kinda were shit for most of that era. But um, Bill Veck was kind of like, he was like a carny essentially who just happened to buy a baseball team because, I don't know. As you do. Yeah. And he said, you could draw more people with a losing team plus bread and circuses than with a losing team in a long silence. Which, I, I guess it's true. You might that as well. Sense, yeah. if, you're if you're not going to pay your uh, baseball players and like get good people, I guess you could just hire carnival people to show up and like radio hosts. I don't know. Fuck yeah, that's what you do. Um... So they have a history of doing some weird shit. Like they would have like yeah, like circuses show oh, up yes, or like yes, fire eaters, yeah. whatever. Um, so his you know rich kid fails on Mike, who is in charge of promotions at the time, pitched his dad to bring in Steve to do some like anti disco stuff. And this wasn't just gonna be him, you know, throwing a first pitch, or you know doing the play by play and talking about disco with Harry Carey, who's like their longtime uh, commentator. Nope, they had a bigger plan. Ooh, the plan. On July 12th, the White Sox were playing two games in a row against the Detroit Tigers. But the catch is, any attendant who brought a disco record in with them will get in for 98 cents. Because the radio station is 97.9. Oh. But, you know, 97 cents would be too cheap, I guess. So, 98. Yeah, 98. Got it. That yeah. extra penny, though. And these records would be turned in. And between the games, Steve Dahl will show up oh and God, blow up all of them in the middle of the fucking stadium. <laughs> Damn, um, fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, so that was the plan. And it seemed like a great idea. They were really bad. Like they had like room for forty five thousand in Comiskey Park. Um and they had like probably like fifteen thousand people there usually. Yeah. Um they were hoping to get twenty thousand people, just like, you know, a little bump. But they hired enough security to have thirty five thousand people. If you had to guess how many people showed up. I'm gonna say like two thousand. Fifty five thousand people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they liked it. They were with really thousands like more sneaking in, so probably close to sixty k. They say. Jesus. Um, now being a rich carny owner, um, when he heard that people were sneaking in, he instructed all the security who were on the field to run to the gates to make sure they got their ninety eight cents from these people. Oh my God. So the field had no security anymore, um, and there were so many people that the bins where they were putting the yeah, records like, in. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, no security, and you have, like, you're, like, over your capacity by, like, fucking 15,000 people? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. And they had, like, bins to put your records in so they can collect them and blow them up. But they were overflowing because there were so many people. So people just carried all the records they brought in with them. 
Yeah, who knew that fucking 60,000 records is a lot yeah. of records? But don't worry, though. The game the game started. Okay, good. Yeah, there is the full footage of the game. The show must go on. Uh, yeah. Um, now, you won't believe it. A bunch of people paid no money um, and came in with, like, a stack of disco records that they planned to blow up. Also, snuck in a shitload of drugs and alcohol. Because, I mean... They're not baseball fans. They're rock fans. They're going to get fucked up get and watch something explode. Dude, I'm fucking here to party. I yeah. fuck baseball. No, no, so they started acting wild. Throughout the entire like recording of the game, you could hear them chanting, Disco sucks, like, so loud. I'll see if I can find a clip of it later. Fuck, but um, awesome. And they had extra records, and, you know, you only have two hands and you want two beers, so they started throwing the records onto the field. Just fucking flying like, vinyl. It sounds discs. like a disco conundrum. Yeah. Um, the Tigers designated hitter Rusty Staub remembered that the records would slice through the air and land directly into the dirt sticking out. Jesus. <laughs> so he urged. Like ninja stars. Yes. They're like fucking Kung Lao from uh, Mortal oh Kombat throwing his hat. <laughs> um, so he urged his teammates to wear their like batting helmets when playing so they wouldn't get like their head caught off. Please, everyone, wear your armor. Yeah, Rusty said. It wasn't just one, it was many. Oh, God almighty, I've never seen anything so dangerous in my life. Attendings also threw firecrackers, liquor bottles, and lighters onto the field. It was also raining, and so the game was stopped several times because of this, but they somehow finished the entire game without anyone what dying. The f- like, I, good for them, I guess, and for that like follow-through, but like, there's a certain point where you're just like, hey, there's fucking... Well, you gotta blow the shit up still. Like, there's just, like, a certain point where it's, <laughs> we're just, like, it's fucking, like, over 10,000 people there, like, all, like, just, like, throwing shit at yeah. the state. Like, how do you play? Like, how do you, how do you live like this? <laughs> Damn, bitch, you live like this? Who are they playing against? Uh, the Detroit Tigers. Damn. Um. This, so this is at the White Sox Stadium? Yeah, bro? at Comiskey Park in Chicago. Detroit fucking... Tigers who were like just like oh we're gonna fucking just cat yeah oh, they're on an away game and they fucking show up to this <laughs> like <laughs> I feel bad for like probably like you know cause, like Detroit's not that far from Chicago like there was probably some Tigers fans who just came like just to watch a baseball doubleheader and, like, shout show- out to the people who just fucking shows up because they're just like they're just like man I love baseball but uh-huh. just like all this shit just like starts just breaking loose yeah they yeah they finished that first game uh, the White Sox lost. No matter, they had the great fans. But they support. have that fucking energy, though. The yeah. energy of the field, they couldn't feel it. Yeah, but don't worry, we still have the main event. They're, despite everything on the verge of falling apart, shit everywhere, they're still going to blow up some records. Yes. Um, so, I'll pull up the video for you here. Um, here we go. They're just shooting off bombs and his vinyl record sh- exploding everywhere. <laughs> God, what a fucking mess. I'd love to be the person who has to clean that up. Yep. Yep. So there he is. That's our friend in his little oh, military yeah. uniform as they blow up the entire shit. And naturally... Yeah, here's some more Disco Sucks. But yeah, they... But here's the thing. they There's not, like, wood on the ground. They just blew up center field. So the field's <laughs> fucked now. <laughs> they didn't put anything down after they blew it up. Yeah, how do you, like... <laughs> and once they did this, however, people went fucking nuts and rushed the stage. They rushed onto the field. There's no security, remember, because they all yeah. went... 
So the fans, once it blew up, just ran onto the field. They're all fucking and by the, pennies. Yeah, by the thousands. Well, and then there's the commentator, Harry Carey. He's been like a sports commentator for like a billion years, freaking out. He invented the phrase, holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah, so then... A, That's close. Yeah, I, unfortunately on this ra- this television broadcast that someone saved, which I really appreciate, um, they didn't have it, but Harry Carey pictured here closer with his gigantic bottle glasses. Tight. Legendary figure in baseball. Iconic. Um, he was always known for singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game very emotionally. Um, yeah, very wholesome. And in an effort to calm down the rioters, started singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game while they're Whoa. like setting the batting cage on fire and shit. Did it work? No. But it is hilarious. Like, I saw, I couldn't find it, but yeah. It is like incredible to like burn down a baseball stadium and like have that playing in the background. Yeah, I bet. Like, um, yeah. Unfortunately, his efforts did not work. That's uh, kind of really it, which is incredible about like this era. It was like, if you could imagine, for if you will, that a riot broke out at a like Boston Red Sox game, like something like that happened. Like they burnt down like the center field and like. Yeah. Ripped out of bad occasion. Like, people would be like, this would be like considered like a national like tragedy. <laughs> Dude, like yeah, the fucking flags would go down to half mass. Yeah. Like, um, nonetheless, they canceled the second game of the uh, doubleheader because you know there's no field left. <laughs> there's no like. It was fucked. What did they think was gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know, but in the end, nothing really happened after that. Thirty nine people got arrested. And, um, of course... I mean, that's Ro- a pretty good ratio, 39 yeah. fucking 60 Yeah, that's like. pretty good. And, you know, disco died immediately, and rock and roll is now still the most important... And rock and roll is king. Rock and yeah, roll has been... the heart of rock and roll years. is still beaten. Damn, I actually remember... Actually, I did remember when they taught this to us in school in the year 1970-whatever, when fucking yeah. disco died Yeah, forever. the day disco died. No one's ever done fucking anything. Steve Hall, what's his name? Steve Dahl. Steve Dahl fucking killed disco forever. Iconic. Yeah. I do have a little more of the aftermath, though. Um, the day after, Dahl hopped on the radio, as he does, on his morning broadcast and read the headlines indignantly in the papers. He mocked the coverage, saying, I think for the most part, everything went wonderfully. Some maniac co-hosts went wild, went down to the field, which you shouldn't have done, you bad boys. You bad boys. Um, some of the baseball players, who I forgot to mention, like they all locked themselves in the locker room because they're like, they're going to kill us. Yeah, why? What, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, they're like, like, fuck it, we're out of here. Like, I'm fucking, there's no way. This isn't worth it. Yeah. Um, the Tigers manager said of the events that uh, beer and baseball go together, and they have for years, but I think those kids were doing some other things besides beer. Ooh. Um, David Israel of the Chicago Tribune also had a similar vibe, saying he was not surprised by the events, writing, it would have happened any place 50,000 teenagers got together on a sultry summer night with beer and reefer. And lastly, uh, the pitcher for the White Sox that game, Rich Wortham, who is from Texas, said, this wouldn't have happened if it was country western night. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Um, kind of low-key true, though. Yeah. And, but... yeah, that's really what happened. There's not, this would be the final, like, absolutely batshit insane White Sox promotion they do. The next year, Bill Vec sold the team, saying he wasn't able to compete. He's like, I can't anymore. This is, yeah. I'm over this. Yeah. yeah, he said he wasn't able to compete in this modern baseball, not the pop-punk band, of trading and free agency. So what he says is he didn't want to actually pay his baseball players what they were worth, so he's like, fuck it, I'll just 
fuck it, I'm fucking selling you guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're dead to me. Yeah, his uh, his deadbeat son, Mike, would stick around for one more year, but then he would resign from his role as head of promotions. Shout out to Mike. Uh, in interviews, he says he was blackballed out of baseball because of this event. Um, coincidentally, he would go on to work in maybe the one thing that's more cocaine-fueled than disco, uh, high lie. You know that sport? Yes, but I only know about it from Mad Men. Yeah, it's like, it, it's an insane, like, yeah, like, drug-riddled, like, mid-century sporting thing. Hey, why aren't we playing highlight in the Olympics, though? Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think much like Disco, highlight died. Highlight died? Oh, I remember actually at a football game, they did a fucking highlight des- destruction night. Oh, yeah. Good. Highlight good demolition. Um, I do have two very final pieces of Disco demolition that I think, you know, they relate to two of the things you and I both love. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, Mike Vick, the owner, the owner's son, now owns the Charleston River Dogs minor league baseball team, which you'll recall is the one who sells those 24-karat gold-wrapped hot dogs we talked about on oh, the ballpark episode. Oh, shit. Love that. Um, Making me hungry now. Also, he's he didn't really learn his lesson. Um, I am not kidding. In 2013, the Charleston River Dogs did a destroy Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber promotion. Dude, I fucking put a goddamn bazooka. <laughs> he did. He saw the joke of just, I'm going to fucking kill Justin Bieber, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there was no riot at this one, fortunately. But, you know, Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber also were destroyed shortly after the minor league baseball promotion. That's how they died. I actually I remember. I know they were In Charleston, gone. South Carolina, yeah. I remember hearing, like, vaguely, I didn't know that uh, baseball. Yeah. Now, what do you think our friend Steve Dahl does now? He's not dead? No. I bet he's like, well, he's probably like some right-wing blogger or something. Close. He did what any other pathetic loser would do. He has a podcast now. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Kim. Hey, Steve, you want to? Yeah, come on. You want to you defend yourself? Steve, can we get Steve Dahl and Kurt Schilling in a podcast? He Does he have a cameo? Oh, I doubt it. But that'd be like, I feel like that would be a good one to get. Just because it can't be that much. He's still he's still with us in life. I want I haven't listened to his podcast yet, but no, he does have a cameo. Yeah, it costs ten dollars a month to listen to, so I will not be listening to the Steve Dahl podcast. Hey, Steve Dahl, fucking fuck yourself if you're charging <laughs> like ten who ne- charges the for a podcast? This, this is a, free. This is a big radio thing. Um, the big like. Sports radio, AM radio host in New York, Mike Francesca, did a podcast for a little bit, and it was like an insane amount. It was like twenty five dollars a month to use this app or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, you don't even like. You're on the radio. You were doing the free thing before. <laughs> like, you get how that works. It's like podcast. I feel like is one of the easiest things to make, especially if like. Look at us. Like, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We have a nice microphone. That's just because, like, we're cool. Uh, but it's because like, I'm a gamer, and I need to bully people by yelling directly like, into it. Like, I would still be recording this probably the same deal, just, like, on my fucking shitty laptop. Like, yeah. Like, nothing's stopping you, and it's free, and then it's, like, you go on Audacity or any free program, and you can, like, edit it and upload it yourself for free. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Like, I, and you I, also have clout behind, like, your name already. Like, yeah. I love the fact that, like, you're more mad at him charging for his podcast and inciting a riot. It's like, one of these is much more offensive. No, well, fuck Disco. That was all in fucking good taste. Yeah, come on, bud. But, like, fucking uh, him charging for a podcast, that's where I draw my line. That's right. I got morals here in the podcast game. 
That being said, I will every listener, I will find out who you are and Venmo request you one hundred dollars to listen to this episode. No, it's like if you've listened to all fourteen episodes, I'm gonna charge you fucking one hundred and forty dollars. Yep. That's it. That's just how it goes. Like, that's just like the that's just them's the breaks. Like I can't imagine it's good either. No, it can't be right. I'm gonna start Alright, I'm gonna make a Patreon just so and one of the tier lists will be $10 a month. If you pay $10 a month, I'll listen to the fucking Steve Dahl podcast, yeah. and I'll recap it. Yeah, I'll just give you the audio files. Yeah, we can we'll all just share it. record it. Like, yeah, we're going to make this freeware. <laughs> so instead of giving Steve Dahl $10, give, give us me. $10 so you can listen to Steve Dahl, and we can also listen to yeah. Steve Dahl. All right, so we can get a few of them on the YouTube, but uh, I, he's done 1,600 episodes. He's fucking getting after it. Damn, what does he do? What, is, that, is that all he does? I mean... What's I think, his fucking fan base? Like, how is he... Because, like, he was a big radio guy. Like, I don't know if he's still on the radio, but, like, I can't imagine... It's probably, like, old people, right, who, like, yeah. have nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's talking about self-quarantining, so he's not, like, an anti-vaxxer radio guy, so that's neat. That's neat, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I got on Disco Demolition Night. I don't know. I just, I, like, kind of forgot about him watching the Woodstock documentary and, like... All this other sports shit. I was like, didn't like someone burn down a baseball stadium over the fucking freaking John Travolta? Whoa. Yeah. Maybe that, I mean, Saturday Night Fever, man. You got just the thing is, I just like, you tell me anything, and then you like, like I'll probably believe you. I'm very gullible. Yeah. But then you tell me anything <laughs> involving like sports, I'll extra believe you because I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And everything about this one makes sense too. Okay, so he has 1,600 podcast episodes, you said? Yeah. Well, he does post daily. Daily. So, okay, so if it's ten ninety nine a month, that is <laughs> 30 podcast episodes. Mm. Let me do the let me do the math real quick on that one. Are you willing to listen to that much of a shock jock from the 70s, though? No, because the thing is, I would pay that. I would listen to one episode. I'd be like, oh, actually, I can't do this. Yeah. Man. But it's only two dollars and seven cents per episode, so it's actually a good <laughs> This is great. I think we should uh subscribe. We're gonna have, we're having a party here, like after we record this, so I think we should subscribe now. And this is the only thing we get to listen to. Your playlist is ruined. We're only listening to this fucking assholes yeah. podcast. Everyone has to sit and listen to it with us. Listen, I'm gonna steal this word for word to for our podcast description actually now. Alright. Hang up his head. What about the Steve Dahl podcast? Okay. Hang up his headphones and ride off into the sunset? No. That's not what happened to Steve Dahl. No. He finally ran out of radio stations to abuse and slash or to abuse him. And he Damn. started up a daily podcast. After 40 plus years on the radio, Steve has earned the right to say whatever he wants whenever he wants. That makes it sound <laughs> like he's very racist and homophobic. Oh, man. It sounds like he probably says some very bigoted stuff and you can pay him to, li- to listen to them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of his... Uh, Want to come along for the ride? All you need to do is become a member. The Steve Dahl Podcast and Dag, Julian, and Brendan really is 100% better than any radio show you've ever heard. Ever. It's definitely better than 99% of the podcasts out there, too. What do you think is the 1% he respects more than his own? Um, Joe Rogan Podcast, Hi, right? Joe Rogan, right? Maybe it's us. Yeah, and us. Dude, we're the fucking elites. Steve Dahl, us, and Joe Rogan. We're That's the, the fucking, big thing. We're the fucking moguls of fucking I, we're gonna pod, go, sporting podcasts. We're gonna go on tour like uh, Metallica and Slayer together, you know? Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Alright. Well, that's what I got for today. Do you have anything else, uh... 
Any more threats uh, you want to make to Steve Dahl? No, Steve Dahl, if you want to be on our podcast, it's free. <laughs> I will. Yeah, we won't even charge you. I'll pay you ten ninety nine. I'll pay you ten ninety nine to be on my pod for an hour of your time to be on my podcast. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, no, that's fun. Dem- disco demolition. Fuck, yeah. fuck disco. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck disco. Let's th- let's try to decapitate. Oh. Like Frank Thomas or whoever was on the team at that time. Yeah, you know, fucking I, fucking bust into their locker rooms where they're hiding. Well, you got any dis- You better not have any disco records in here. I don't think I do. No oh, man. I mean, you can check in the box. Yeah, if you if there are, they're not mine. They're Micah's. Yeah. Wink. I'm gonna burn down this entire place if I find a disco Dude, record. Cause I I'm only gonna fucking bump- start playing disco and there's just gonna fucking everyone who's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start blowing shit up. Yeah, I'm. If you don't play like rat and uh, poison Dude, all day, maybe a little night. white snake. Little white, ooh, that's fucking tasty. Oh yeah. All right, y'all. Keep uh, enjoying rock and roll. Yes. Happy birthday again, Will. Rock on. Happy birthday to me, guys. Hey, and don't forget to keep boinking. That's right. Later, y'all. Bye. Look, I know you didn't want to dance because, like, there's a lot of creeps in here always sitting up on you. Let me tell you something. I'm not a creep. I mean, look at the way I am dressed. Sweetheart, look at my hair. It's perfect. I saw Saturday Night Fever 87 times. Please dance with me. Some people call me scum because I don't have a realistic set of values.